0: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Joystick Journey as a two player podcast. We are now on episode five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) They're they're flying by, man. They're flying by. Um, But yeah, so uh, thank you all for coming on this journey with us. Uh, Let's take it from here. I am Patrick. I'm here with my co host, Cody. and, uh, And we'll go ahead and get started. Oh, sorry, my allergies are kicking my butt a little bit today, Cody, so <laughs> sorry for any sniffles you might hear, and then I, I can hear it in my voice, I sound, a little uh, raised. yeah, yeah, so <laughs> uh, I apologize to everyone for that, but uh, without further ado, let's get started. We're going to kick off with uh, tech news controversies uh, for the week, uh, so let's see, I have a pretty short list, um, just some things that came off Um you know, the, uh, my little computer this week. And one of the things I saw, so Apple released a new Apple pencil. And I know you probably don't know much about the Apple pencils, Cody. You're not a big Apple guy or iPad guy. Mm -mm. So essentially they had the original Apple pencil and, uh, that you would, um, take kind of the back off. Think of where the eraser is on a, on a pencil. You would pop the back off there and it had a lightning port, like a charging port for an iPhone, and it would plug into the bottom of your iPad, and that's how you would charge it. Uh. So, it kind of, if your pencil ever died, it kind of sucked. The thing is, though, where everyone's like, oh, well, it's not that bad, is because I think if you plugged it in for like 30 seconds, you got like 15 minutes or something. So, if you could spare, you know, 30 seconds uh, of your time, okay. you know, you could use it for 15, 30 minutes, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It, um, Cause I was
1: thinking, you know, if, that would suck, you know, cause then you're having to like think about the battery power of your iPad, and you're like, oh, now I got to give some of its power to
0: the pen. Oh yeah, yeah. So the pencil uses very minimal power, so that's not a huge deal. But uh, yeah. but so with the Gen Two, they they fixed that. It was super cool. It looked and felt more like a pencil. It wasn't smooth anymore, and it was magnetically snapped onto the side of the iPad, and that wirelessly charged it. So. Um, my sister, she was actually talking about getting an Apple Pencil and uh, and I told her how much they cost. They are expensive. They're like a hundred something dollars, dude. <laughs> on sale, <laughs> you can maybe find them for less than a hundred, but typically a hundred on sale. But they snap to the top. They wirelessly charge now and same thing, if you snap it on there like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, you get a good 15, 30 minutes of use. So, And it has a bunch of like pressure sensitivity points. I'm not going to stay on this too long because whatever. I'm not you know, advertising for Apple here. (laughs) But the reason I bring this up is they announced a new one. And they're like, prepare the cheapest Apple Pencil ever, ever, ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, so uh, Apple recently swapped to Type-C for their iPhones and everything. They're like, here's the Type-C Apple Pencil. It's only $80. So it like slides near the end and you could plug a Type-C cable into it instead of having to plug it into your device. I was like, "Oh, oh, cool, Okay, cool. And then they're like, "Oh, by the way, that pressure sensitivity stuff that you all love—the thousand points of pressure—that's gone. Uh, wireless charging—that's gone too. So now you have to, you know, for this cheaper when you have to plug it in. Uh, it is cheaper. So the thing is, that's a decent compromise. Uh, for instance, it's well, it's not as convenient, but uh, if you're yeah, if you're not doing art and all that stuff, and uh, and I use it for, you know, with the the game dev stuff. I occasionally do concept art and stuff like that, and then." Uh, I got into this phase where I was doing Bob Ross paintings, so the pressure stuff was, you know, super Hell cool yeah. for me. But, yeah, if you're just doing it for, like, note-taking or, you know, something basic, then there's a price cut on an Apple Pencil that you have to manually plug in and charge, and it probably charges in no time. So that's out. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Elgato. So Elgato makes uh, streaming tech for the most part. So they make, like... Uh, people who do streams—they have like this little uh, thing that has a bunch of buttons, and each button has its own uh screen on it, little my, you know tiny OLEDs. Yeah. And you can set each button to do whatever you want: start your stream, stop your stream, change to a different view, all this different stuff. And a lot of streamers use their products. They've now created microphones, all you know, all all, all kind of fancy stuff, even their own Damn. webcam. Well, they've created a uh, kind of teleprompter device now. Um. So anyone out there in the streaming world. Uh you hook it up to your existing web camera and then it essentially you select a screen. It's expensive. It's I'm gonna go ahead and say it's it's <laughs> it's two hundred or three hundred dollars. But you hook it up to your webcam, you select like your you can select your chat, a monitor, you could uh your like Teams meetings or whatever you use, you know, for work or whatever. And what it does is it shows you kind of that display on this teleprompter, and then so You're looking at it, and your camera's now kind of behind it. So it gives that effect of that you're always looking into the camera. You're looking at the person you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super cool. Um, I wouldn't spend that much for it. Um, But yeah, so somebody who, you know, if you're a streamer, you like to be uh, engaged with your chat or whatnot uh yeah looking into that it shows your chat on the screen and as you're reading the chat looking into it it makes it seem as if you're looking into the camera so that's cool uh very expensive uh let's see uh oh another announcement for streamers and the reason i bring some of this up is twitchcon is going on right now and so that's where some of this news is coming from uh and again, our focus on this podcast is video games for the most part, but it is an entertainment podcast. So we kind of touch on a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. uh, but Twitch is now finally allowing simulcasting. And what that means is if you're streaming on Twitch now, you can also stream on YouTube. And before, if you were partnered or I think even affiliate, that wasn't allowed. You could not stream on multiple platforms. You had to be exclusive to Twitch. Um and uh yeah, so Yeah, no that sucks. Yeah, and uh every other person every other competitor pretty much let you do that, so they're finally branching out. So uh again, I guess good news for streamers this week. Um uh, All right, so on the controversies. Oh, no, actually I have one more note here. Uh Diablo 4, we discussed this in a much earlier episode, maybe episode 1 2, I don't even know. Is now on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I've seen
1: that. And it was on sale, I think for, I think forty dollars.
0: Oh no 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 no! If it was forty, I would have grabbed it. It was fifty one or fifty two. Oh um, yeah, because a base game
1: was seventy. That's right. Yeah. yeah so like so twenty percent
0: off was still fifty one. And uh and again, I said I'm not grabbing it till it's forty, and I'm gonna stick to that. Uh, I do eventually want to play it, but right now the player base kind of up in hands. We had Carlos on the podcast last week. He was done with. Diablo four after they kind of did all the nerfs and everything, and a couple of uh, coworkers and colleagues or whatnot have just wiped their hands of it immediately after and saying they it's don't got
1: a lot rest. of bad against it. But uh, honestly, you know, I've been a fan of Diablo. I'm still going to play it, uh, yeah. especially with you know Microsoft acquiring Activision and Blizzard. Oh man, I know it's coming on Game Pass. It's like <laughs> I'm just waiting
0: for it. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, so possibly wait for that. But no, you're exactly right. Despite, you know, Activision and Blizzard's bad calls uh, with the game, with the nerfs, whatever. um, uh, Yeah, I have always been a fan of Diablo games, and I'm not used to the old system, so I'm not going to know what I was missing, you know? Yeah. So, So all these other people, they got it at launch and they were burned. Yeah, that, that's true. So uh, I guess it'll be a little different from us. We'll probably just feel like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's Diablo. Yeah. But to them, it's like, no, but what it was was great Diablo. Now it's just Diablo. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, we missed out on that probably for the best because uh, now when we do hop into it, we won't be like, this used to be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I guess in another thing, we're I'd like to say we're pretty chill when it comes to our reviews of games, and and kind of how we experience these games and whatnot. We're just like Lords of the Fallen. We're we're not. Um, just hold on. I know it's episode three mentioning that game. All right, but uh, <laughs> but we weren't the type to like see the issues at launch and be like, this is the biggest piece of shit ever yeah um, so I, everyone deserves a chance um give you a chance to fix your stuff if you drop it and leave it how it is then um then yeah that's that's clearly a problem um and of course releasing unfinished products isn't good but at the same time having some bugs and being unfinished is not the same thing yeah so uh yeah diablo is on steam now you and i will check that out in the future uh, because probably next step, if it is acquired by Microsoft, is going to be the Microsoft Store. Um, let's see uh, some controversies that do impact me, possibly you. Netflix, another price hike from twenty dollars to twenty three for their premium plan. Fuck, that's just the one with no ads, right? Yes. The other one is getting a bump to, I think it's to fifteen now, maybe.
1: What was the other one where you had some ads in?
0: Yeah, where you have ads. I think it was okay. twelve to fifteen. I could be wrong, but you guys get an idea. It's about a three dollar b- bump.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I tell you, man. Uh, I get it. It's still cheaper than when I had my Directv bill. Yeah. But uh, dog. The reason why I got you is because yeah, fucking back when I was paying twelve, I was like, okay, this is this is a good price. Then when it got hiked up to, I think it was about. Fifteen at the time, you know, they seem to keep up with their three dollar hike. I think it is. I could be wrong, but it seems like that's the number they always come out with. A little more, a little more. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Now when it went to fifteen, I was still like, okay, this is a decent price for this. All they're giving you, but now they're just like, well, fuck it. We'll go. We'll go seventeen.
0: <laughs> we'll go twenty, dude. Twenty three. <laughs> I um, I started with netflix like back in the day uh so i had that entry level price around that 2016 era which was it was genuinely i think eight dollars or nine dollars a month it yeah 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 yeah. it was like ten dollars oh yeah so and i get inflation i get all that sure whatever but this has been like an annual increase of three dollars almost this has been insane it's
1: Especially when they had an article out that, oh, we made so much money this quarter, we don't know what to do with it. (laughs) So don't tell me you need all that money if you're making way too much money. And to be honest, I mean, yeah, they do come out with some good good fucking shows at times. And uh, that's cool and all, but if you're going to keep charging me more like that, you better start bringing in some more heat, you know, bringing in something good for me to watch. Because I do hate when I have to sit there and be like, "Well, you know, there's really nothing new and good on." I guess I gotta rewatch one of my show old shows again.
0: Yeah, they they had that program, and it might still be going. Uh, they don't advertise as much as they used to, where they try to do like one blockbuster hit. That's essentially what they were calling it. Um, but per month, at least, and um, oh, well, they know so, that.
1: <laughs> I need so, to be like at 8 now you better give me 8 blockbuster hits
0: dude yeah put the prices
1: y'all want to keep on raising them to because it's getting close to direct TV style
0: yeah yeah I, I am getting close to canceling uh, I, we primarily 80% of the media I consume off of my you know computer or outside of whatever I do on YouTube or whatever's going on there, uh, is typically Crunchyroll which is cheap crunchy roll i think for premium crunchy rolls still like ten dollars or something um and but netflix is maybe i uh, genuinely less than 20 percent of the media consumed by everyone in my household so it's getting to the point where if it creeps up much more i'm gonna have to cancel it i just had to cancel disney plus because they had a big price hike i just canceled hulu because they're also kind of you know getting up there yeah, we almost I think never used at it
1: 17 or 18 right now Because they just had a uh, price hike as well.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I've canceled everything except for uh, Netflix, HBO, and Crunchyroll, Uh, and I think Netflix is next because I don't use HBO as much, or what it's called Max now. Uh, I don't use Max quite as much, but this, I, I, well, personally, the girls use Netflix more. I use HBO more than you know. I use Netflix. I think HBO or the Max and whatnot just has some more quality stuff. Not as much, but what they do have skin kind of quality. I'm primarily talking about BattleBots. <laughs> just I went on a BattleBot binge while Carlos was here watching um, BattleBots.
1: Hell yeah, I get to see those little TikToks every now and then, man. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know why it's so entertaining to see these magnificently built robots at times just crash into each other and destroy each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love, I love it, too. Um, so much has to go into it. I know it's super expensive for them and everything, so it's super cool. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, Net- Netflix is on the chopping block. Come soon. Uh, probably the next price hike. Uh, still, you're you're right. It's a lot cheaper than right now with Crunchyroll, HBO, and Netflix. It's still about went my cheapest direct tv bill it's still about half of that so um so you know what it it's fine for now but if it keeps going up yeah netflix is getting chopped next
1: uh, understandable i mean i've really just been yeah just watching like animation shows and shit now i don't even really watch much live shows
0: yeah i primarily just consume anime yeah
1: so I think I might give Crunchyroll a try, because I do want to start getting into it more. And Believe me, yeah. animes, I know people try to knock on them, but I tell you, they're really good shows at times, way better than live shows at times.
0: Oh, for sure. So Lauren and I, we used to watch like one or two a year or so, just like binging <coughs> anime. And um, and here about two, three years ago, no, it's probably been about three years at least now, Um. That's when we kind of really got into it. And I've had my Crunchyroll subscription for many, many years. Um, you know, ever since we started watching these one or two a year things. Uh, back when we started with like Tokyo Ghoul. Or back when there was only one season of Attack on Titan. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's just, it's become a big part of our household. That's pretty much, if I'm laying in bed at night, I will start a new one. And I have this toxic trait of starting an anime. Watching the first episode and being like, eh, it was just mediocre. And then leaving it. And then, uh, you know, like Carlos or someone to come over, come down, whatnot. We'll go to watch, you know, some anime or something. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, you should check that one out. Click it and I'll see the first episodes I already watched. I'll be like, well, apparently I didn't like it. You just yeah. assume. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, apparently I've already tried it. Yeah, that. it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, Crunchyroll, again, I think entry with ads or whatever that is, is six ninety nine, And then premium. It might be ten ninety nine or nine ninety nine. It's something like that. Whatever. Still uh-huh. cheaper than Max and Netflix. Um, Hell yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, and then there's High Dive, um, which they also kind of have a lot smaller selection there. Um, but that one's also really cheap right now for the time being.
1: Oh yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just it's well, it's. It's essentially, they owned a whole selection of anime, and I think when Funimation got dissolved, High Dive decided to start their own thing. And, yeah. Um, something like that, whatever. I got you. All right, let's get into our primary stuff of the week. Uh, oh, actually, you got any controversies or tech news? Actually, yeah. Um,
1: I, I don't know how true this is, this, but I did read an article on it. Saying that after November 31st and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, if you are caught cheating, you will spend jail time. (laughs) Up to three months for the first charge. And then, because they they said they're just tired, they keep on building anti-cheats and people keep on getting around them. Well, maybe if they'll actually did some good work on an anti-cheat instead of just giving us something that's like... That wasn't even the biggest cheat that was being used. That that wasn't even the biggest problem. You're not solving nothing. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. uh, Supposedly, yes. And then after your first stint uh, of three months.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. This is already bullshit. Yeah. The the thing is, they can ban your account. See, that's
1: what I was thinking. I think it was bullshit because I was like, but, you know, even if it isn't, Or even if it is that, uh, I, in my opinion, I thought it was a good fucking punishment. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, I get it. You do a little modding here and there to have some fun with the game. But when you're sitting there and like, I see TikTok people fucking streaming it. Oh, yeah. In Ranked using literally so-and-so. holding
0: a mouse button is just like insta killing everyone yeah. snapping around. Yeah.
1: So, so see, I'm heavily against cheaters like that. But now if you're you and your boy are playing a game and you're just like, "Hey, I want to see what this does." And you just it, it makes the game a little bit funner for y'all too and not really harming anybody else. Mm-hmm. Cuz a lot of people that use them uh cheats they're like, "Oh yeah, look at how many kills I got." You didn't get those
0: kills, dog. That yeah. robot got them for you.
1: <laughs> so, so, shut
0: up. So, I know they are starting to implement AI and they're trying to implement AI to help detect cheaters because some cheats are a little harder to detect than others. And there is a whole legality thing, but um, at the end of the day, they have their terms of use. You're accepting those terms of use and then you're proceeding to break those terms of use. So, uh, we've had good examples in the past of Epic Game Studios cheaters on Fortnite. there are very very few cheaters on Fortnite. It's because epic game studios sued like a six-year-old kid <laughs> damn right he might have well, i might have <laughs> like, that age please, wrong trash. he, he might have been 10 <laughs> he might have been 16 he he was underage for sure whatever he was <laughs> yeah i don't think he was six imagine a six-year-old trying to download hacks yeah so no odds are he was probably in that early teens age they sued him <laughs> and then the mom or parents or whatnot apparently came out and they're like, yo, whoa, he's just a kid. You know, this was a mistake. And I was like, and they're like, the Epic, are you guys really going to go through this lawsuit? And they're like, yeah. And they did. They sued the kid. He's never allowed to play Fortnite. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was a uh, there was a fine. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's not that, uh, you know, Fortnite's anti-cheats amazing. It's just people typically don't fuck with them it's like the guy who <laughs> yeah. there was a guy he um there's a convention called defcon and uh it's it's a it's essentially a hacking convention um where you know people and and hacking can mean a lot there's ways to hack hardware there's software hacks there's all hacking is a very broad term um and at DEFCON, that's kind of what the event's all about. So they, they kind of had like their TED Talks or whatnot. And there was a guy who was talking about some cheats he made for World of Warcraft back in the day. And, um, and what he did was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was gold. He was able to generate gold. And he was selling gold. He was creating it and distributing it. And he was doing this for a while. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, So the thing is, though, Blizzard literally changed... They could not find him. They literally changed their source code to... He explains it in detail. It's a really cool story. I'll have to send it to you. They changed their source code so it would create these like crash dump files that he couldn't see. But what it was doing was anyone who was generating this gold, which was him, they literally modified their source code to find him. So they finally found him. He had no idea, targeted him, Got his information, suit him. <laughs> so damn they
1: put in the work on him. That's that. Hey, I, I don't know. I, if I was a hacker, I would like to be known through a story like that. Well, here comes the <laughs> here
0: comes the best part. This is why a lot of people also kind of stray away from now from you know kind of hacking in Blizzard games. He made close to ten million dollars. Um, again, I, I'm normally one or two off or so. He made close to $10 million selling these services. They found out how much he made, approximately $10 million, so they sued him for 11 and they won.
1: Damn. Yeah, see? Blizzard, that's, that's Blizzard took
0: everything he made, one-upped it, and sued him for that amount. <laughs> like, so, yeah, we're taking it. Everything you got, oh, and
1: what you don't got too, bitch, you better get a job. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the, what what is what is the other one where the guy he, he made cheats for some game, and they sued him for so much that it's now they're gonna take like ninety percent of his paycheck for the rest of his life or something. That that was recent. But yeah. Um, so damn.
1: Yeah, I see it, and he's uh, it. I I, I don't feel too sorry about it i mean the thing is i
0: don't get like what are you getting out of this like oh you you have fun ruining people's days like check this out i'm literally killing this entire call of duty lobby in a second ha 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 this is the funnest thing ever so your enjoyment is from ruining other people's good time like what happened yeah like uh, i'm wondering like i'll be controversial here what went wrong in your
1: childhood
0: yeah. What What is your yeah. trauma? Who hurt you? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you know, uh, sure, everyone has their thing, but if that's your thing, maybe find a new thing. Um, everyone's just trying to have a good time. Everyone's trying to, you know, play games to escape whatever's going on. Uh, I know I've been there. Uh, video games are an escape, not just an escape, but they're also just a good time. And when you're... It, when your idea of a good time is ruining a whole bunch of other people's good times because you think it's funny, I guess, um, that's kind of sadistic. Yeah, it's very fucked up because, I'm sorry,
1: I don't even know what you're trying to prove here, honestly, not skill, because you're not getting the kill.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's and, and, and the thing is, and that's what you get a lot out of cheaters, is the bolstering like oh yeah well look look what i just did you know yeah uh, look
1: i got all these kills look at my stats my kill death is this and oh why oh well see i got these hacks well then that's not you dog. again
0: it's just the robot part of your hack you know so l- let's talk about the other side of hack uh, cheaters here because i the thing is a lot of them aren't hackers they're they're just they're just cheaters they're not making these they're they're normally paying for these or downloading something yeah. that's probably half a virus at the same time there was that <laughs> one guy who made the uh there was a cheat you could download and it was running in the background on the computer all the time mining people didn't know it was it was actually working as a cheat on whatever game that was for it's been a couple years now but it was also using their computer as a miner for crypto <laughs> damn <laughs> so that's that's smart yeah yeah um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the other type of cheater here is we have people who do hide it, who try to make it, you know, like, yeah, oh bro, I'm not cheating. Yeah. You have the guys who come in just to ruin people's day and insta kill a whole lobby. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Great. Greatest time. I'm the coolest. Uh, and then you have the other kind who's like, oh no, 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 I'm actually really good at this game. And I don't know if there's some pressure on them to feel like they have to be good. Um, or do you just want to brat? I don't know what it is, but I don't I personally don't see the enjoyment at that. Like work at the game, get good at the game, and if you can't, if you genuinely can't get good at the game, maybe try a different type of game, or maybe just settle into whatever bracket you're supposed to be in. Maybe play ranked, get placed all the way down in iron, uh, bronze, whatever's that yeah, wood, whatever's <laughs> down there, and just play at that level. Just have a good time with it, man. You don't you don't need to try and streams snipe. Shroud or who, whoever uh for a cheap giggle.
1: Yeah, like I mean, it essentially sounds like how you were saying, you know, uh is it just a pressure you need to be better, need to win. That sounds like, you know, a kid that, you know, never could lose a board game when he was younger or some mm. type of shit. You need to fix that shit. You know, sometimes you got to take an L. There's no wrong in taking an L. Sometimes it sucks, but you know, hell I take plenty of Plenty of the L's in games, but you know I still have fun with it because usually I'm playing with the boys, and you know it's always a good time.
0: Now, I'm gonna talk about the uh, another type of cheater here. Um, this is the one who does it in single-player games, or even just local co-op games, and um, do what you do. If you're if you're not impacting other people, but you feel that like. Okay, I, I've done this. I've genuinely done this, and the very first instance that comes to my mind is uh, that game uh, Bullet Storm that came out back in the day.
1: I think I remember that game.
0: It was made by um, uh, Epic or whatnot back in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and uh, its whole thing was it had like this stop time. You could like slide and go in slow mo, and then when you kicked an enemy from sliding, they fly in the air and you shoot them. Yeah,
1: and like you could sling them around at
0: times. I don't remember what the ordeal was. I remember I was struggling with ammo in that game for some stupid reason. I remember just downloading Cheat Engine and just giving myself like a stupendous amount, like 100,000 bullets or something. So I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, you want to create art here. The thing is, it's not an online game, it's just a single player story. I don't want to have to run around and collect ammo. I was, that's when I had a lot going on at that time. Um, when I was playing the game, I think that's when we had the little one on the way and whatnot. So I would just hop on for a couple hours after work. And, you know, sure, I didn't play the game how the devs intended, but I had a great time playing it. Damn right. So, um, so yeah, uh, sure. The third type of cheating, whatever, if it only impacts you. Uh, do you do you whatever makes you happy but if that happiness is impacting others and ruining their day then maybe you know tone down a little bit on you know yeah. well, you find, know find find, find another yeah. d- find
1: another something
0: that makes you happy find
1: another outlet to put that into <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so uh you know load up a bot lobby and you know fuck up a bunch of bots and then just pretend they're real people right? yeah
1: you can go in and change their names if you want you yeah
0: <laughs> um but yeah so uh i I do think Activision's going to come down hard uh with Modern Warfare 3 or so they claim. Uh they're going to be uh monitoring comms, which I think they've started even in Modern Warfare yeah, 2 maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think they did that. Yeah, they either it was the end of Modern Warfare or it was the start of Modern Warfare 2. I know it was right around that yeah time.
0: So, because let's be honest, the uh Call of Duty player base is some of the most toxic players.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um in any game. Like uh and, and and one of the big things of that is their whole the the death comms because people can hear you when you die. People decide to get out that last few words and they are normally very unpleasant. So uh <laughs> I love their monitoring comms now. Uh I think everyone needs to Okay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, that's a controversial way to put that. I don't love their monitoring comms because I do think everyone's entitled to some privacy. But if the privacy that you want entitles calling people some form of slur or something, then you probably should have that privacy revoked. And by and, and what I mean by that is you should be comm banned. You should no longer be able to chat if you think that's how you need to chat with other players. So um, I am all about that.
1: Yeah, if it gets into, you know, like the racial slurs and everything like that, it's kind of like, eh, uh, it's a downtrodden path. Yeah. Now, if I say, fucking bitch, if I go like that, I'm sorry, that should be allowed.
0: I, sh- I shouldn't have to worry about me okay. cussing, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I think, okay, anger's an outlet, that's different, especially if, you know, you're kind of cursing to yourself or myself. I'm, I'm normally cursing at myself. I'm just like, holy shit, I, I don't fucking know. suck.
1: <laughs> I usually <laughs> will sit there and say, ah, oh, that little bitches he got me so yeah
0: <laughs> so i think stuff kind of light like that sure that's probably just you know uh testosterone whatnot whatever sure whatever <laughs> but uh but when you're getting super toxic about it that's when it becomes an issue
1: yeah I, I, yeah <clears throat> um, i can see that but i do like kill comms. you know i'd oh i think I, they're hilarious I, I feed off like whatever kind of insult they can come up with i feed off of and now like I said, the, the more racial insults, I really don't. Just because I don't know. It feels like uh that's kinda like a sourish um uh, yeah, it, abso- it absolutely. It is, just yeah. sours it. Like, come up with a better insult, dude. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that's a weak one, yeah, you know. Grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um But the thing and you're absolutely right. I love DEF COMs because even proximity chat i love proximity oh, chat yeah. so much because th- when you don't have the players that are souring the experience and th- and the thing is sure maybe it's just 15 20% of the player base are the toxic ones and that's the ones that i'm hoping you know their systems will weed out but you know sometimes when you play the um uh what is the battle royale portion called uh dmz are you talking no, about no, no 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 the actual battle royale that's huge that everyone plays modern warfare for uh good question who cares whatever their battle royale is called you guys know what we're talking about uh i remember getting downed and uh and the whole team running in the house and they're all just like running around me and i'm like no no no, please no please no <laughs> and they're like <laughs> shh, shh shh hush hush, hush. <laughs> like no please please don't <laughs> and uh yeah so yeah uh th- there are some really funny good times with it um where some people get into it or your teammate'll down them and now you're both down just screaming for mercy <laughs> yeah and uh well, wait, 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 wait my boys oh, are around the corner. All how the tables have turned <laughs> what is the one we played recently where you could uh pick people up um and throw them but it had a uh, proximity chat in it
1: what I know it? I know we were doing that in Fortnite cuz
0: but that one we didn't were, have proximity chat
1: no uh I know battle but uh you could uh, battle bit not oh, battle
0: bot battle bits yeah battle bits what i'm thinking about okay could you throw one uh, no 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 I you no, could you got could gotten. you could just drag people yeah. you could just drag people that's what it was thank you it was battle bit and we were role-playing. I, I never really came across anyone toxic in that game. There was so much role-playing going on, though, where it's like, oh, oh, please tell my mom I love her. <laughs> and then even though they're on the opposing team, I'm like, Shh, soldier, we'll tell your mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Like, you're not going, you're going home to
1: the day, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it was, yeah, it was very fun doing the open proximity chat like that. And so it can be fun like that but yeah you do have the ones that
0: run out they're pretty bad with it. Yeah, so uh yeah, so hopefully Activision's, you know, little detection stuff they're using the AI detection uh that'll weed out some cheaters, uh weed out the toxic players and maybe they will start taking legal action. Uh probably if it results in jail time, that'd be uh, probably a first in history. I don't think Okay, I know some of the uh, eastern countries and whatnot are really hardcore about cheaters and whatnot, but I I don't think we've ever seen anything like that uh, here in the West. So uh, maybe start cracking down like uh, Blizzard used to on, you know, start actually suing these people, you know, get get them out of there and uh, do some pretty firm chat bans, you know, so... Uh clean up the Call of Duty player base and that'll be cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that that's how it needs to be handled. It it because 'cause I, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. It does aggravate me when I jump into a lobby and I'm like, all right, yeah, I got this. I I got it this time. Wham. And yeah. there's some dude, you know, halfway across the world shooting me with mm. a with a little uh, you know, like Glock. And I'm just like, how?
0: Dude, so here's like, let's talk about a couple of the cheats we've seen. One of the most recent ones I've seen: uh, we were playing Rainbow Six Siege, and someone was playing Kavera. As soon as the match starts, they just walk outside and start firing their pistol in the air, and uh, boom, we're in- insta dying, insta dying. Um, that was annoying. And uh, and then the other one in Rainbow Six Siege: do you remember the uh, the bandit, the Thor bandit? Yeah. Where if he walked outside with a battery and he saw you, it would zap you to death? No, I did not know about okay. that. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you were playing that night or if it was just you know me, Nomric, Lauren, whatever. Whoever it was, we're playing and there's somebody, he had this four, I'm air quoting here, cheat. And yeah, if he was playing his bandit and he walked out with his battery and he pulled his battery out while you were line of sighted with him, you would die from to electrocution. Holy shit. And it was the most toxic shit ever. Because uh, it was fine when his gun was out. But he'd run outside and, you know, he'd try and kill him real quick. He could see through walls and everything. And then once he pulled out the battery, zap, you're done. So, they, sure, points for creativity, I guess. But holy shit, that was annoying.
1: Nah, that's, that's one of those. Nah, uh, I,
0: yeah. I mean. So it's just another case of ruining people's, you know, time. Um, for no reason. But uh, back in the PUBG days, let's talk about some of the funniest cheats I've ever seen. Uh, PUBG got absolutely obliterated by cheaters, and there's still people playing PUBG today. But PUBG, if it wasn't for the cheaters, could possibly still be one of the biggest battle royales in the world. But oh, they yeah. opened it, and the cheaters just got so insanely bad... I think someone did the statistics, and it was eighty plus percent of every single lobby had at least one cheater. Damn. And um, so and anyway, and they did that by playing. It was something like a uh, hundred and fifty matches. Yada yada yah. There's a video out there, but um, there was some funny stuff in there. They had the Harry Potter cheat where you got in the car and it would fly around. Yeah. Um. Uh. they had all, you know, of course all the, they had one that would teleport all 99 players except for yourself to one single spot on the map and you're all just like, what's going on? You know, so many people there, your screen's going crazy and they're just sitting there and they just shoot at the head position and just mow down all <laughs> 99 people. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. And then my personal favorite, which till this day Every time I watch the video just cracks me up is the stretch Armstrong cheat. So <laughs> yeah. they, started, they started adding all this anti-cheat and cheat detection. So cheaters started getting creative. So the cheat would literally let them raise their arms up. Your arms would stretch like 50 feet in the air like over a hill yeah. while holding the gun. And you'd be able to just shoot people. With, with just your arms like stretch 50 feet in the air so you could see into windows and stuff to stretch your arms up and shoot people <laughs> in, uh, you know on the second floor of a building and it's the funniest stupidest shit ever but uh <laughs> it just shows people yeah when when your anti cheat is you know pretty rough people will come up with anything so um, that's one of the biggest reasons cuz we were talking about a game i started working on that i wanted to bring you on board with and um and it was just pve right just four player to eight player co-op pve and uh and we we're talking about how cool it could be to be pvpve um kind of man but not so much tarkovi but kind of uh looter shooter style but then it comes down to anti cheat like i i can't invest in anti cheat like it, it you and the thing is but you have to be ready to if you want to do a PvP game people are gonna cheat on it and the thing yeah. is I'm not saying I'd ever make a game I'd love to one day that would get to a scale but you know because you're not really gonna go buy cheats or make cheats for a game that's got 50 players um, so there's that I guess but if it ever did get big then it becomes a huge issue you know
1: yeah well you know if, if it becomes big then then yeah that's when you got to start planning on yeah think about some kind of some kind of form especially if you come out with it quick it'll deter, it'll deter, you know like if you try to cut the head off quickly you got a better chance at personally you know until it gets more popularity you got you got a chance to stop the cheaters at mm-hmm. least maybe not every last one but you'll stop the masses cuz yeah if you don't imply nothing then just a whole bunch of them are just going, just like getting fleas, I guess.
0: You want to know what I love about doing this podcast? What's this? Is I wake up on Saturday or Sunday morning, whatever day we plan. No thoughts, head empty. Um, when it comes to this podcast, nothing's planned. You bet your ass! I didn't think I'd be talking about cheaters for thirty minutes today.
1: Oh yeah. But, I mean, it needs to, because it, it, it's fucking
0: aggravating. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Like um, Tarkov is plagued with them. Uh, I'm not a big And Tarkov see, I player. really
1: want to try that game, because
0: mm-hmm. I, I do like that whole kind of style of play. I'm going to wait for Bungie's... Um, oh God, it's yeah, essentially... Um, Halo uh, is supposed to be coming out with... Uh, season 5 It's supposed to be, like, saving the game. I'm air-quoting here.
1: Yeah. I mean, granted they it just wasn't a Halo Infinite, good game. Yeah. In my opinion, don't get me wrong. But legendary wise <laughs> it just I'm a bleep that one for you. It wasn't it wasn't good at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um no, I, I agree. When Halo Infinite first came out, I, I even had Lauren into it. She was coming home from work, like hopping on a Halo and um and so yeah, it was a good time um but i don't know it took them so long to get the campaign and then the campaign launched with co-op and i just it started getting to the point you couldn't pick your playlist properly and i was just so tired of the same thing over and over and over and over so i dropped it
1: yeah Um, uh yeah the co-op it
0: didn't they were just like eh we might and yeah yeah yeah, so and we'll then they're like, it. oh, it'll be a couple months after launch. And, yeah, their couple months ended up like three quarters of a year or something. Yeah. Uh no, yeah, er, launch like early one year, and we didn't see it till later that year in the fall. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was like, ah, like, oh, scheduled for yeah. May, and then I think it got delayed to August. So. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, maybe with season five? I might redownload it. I might check it out. I'm not going to say for sure because there, there's still a lot we're playing. Um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. I, I want to set expectations with you, because any listeners we do have, they're going to be like, I swear to God, if there's another 30-minute segment on Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Lords of the Fallen, because I did get to play it with you this week. We're going to talk about it fairly briefly, though, because you covered a lot of it last week. Oh, yeah. So you told me you weren't going to warn me about the mimics, and you didn't. <laughs> and yeah um, w- <laughs> that's what we call in the industry a dick move <laughs> nah it was um, earned <laughs> yeah so uh, but no we, you did show me some of the reaper farming stuff which uh, w- which is not super easy um, so sure if you feel the need to farm souls yeah that's cool uh, I farmed them here and there but not so much for level ups I'd always come to find oh, I needed to level up my weapon and I'm a thousand souls short whoopsie I wasn't supposed to level up this time, so, you know, go and farm something so I could just level up my weapons. But yeah, I I have had a great time. The seamless co-op is super cool. Now, let's talk about why it has mixed reviews on Steam. The game released a bit buggy, I guess, people were complaining about, but the developers have been rolling patches out. I've had almost a patch a day since launch, and I've had a smooth experience with the game. Right now, I think there's a memory leak. The game does start running sluggish after about three hours and then occasionally crashes on me. But, I mean, that's three hours of gameplay. That's that's weekend play for me. Um, but, besides that, it's been so much fun. The co-op, getting boss rewards twice, me helping you with your boss, you helping me with mine, and then almost completing a whole armor set. Yeah. Just from us killing it twice, you know, helping each other. That's been awesome. Oh, yeah, the... I generally uh,
1: have, I mean, yeah, I I do kind of hate how they're uh, co-oping, like finding in publicness is. Yeah, that is a little rough right now. But, you know, I still get them every now and then. Uh, But, you know, hey, get a friend, find a friend. Heck, even in the Steam community, it's really easy to find a friend that's, hey, I'm starting Lords of the Fallen Day, Anybody want to join me? uh, There's pages on Facebook Believe me you can find a friend If that's like your real fucking problem With it I, I get it You know yeah oh it should work Yeah it should but give them some time. They they have been working on the patches. They've been listening to their community on problems. Except for the archers, I don't know why. I don't know
0: why they were like, oh yeah, we we made them more alert. haha <laughs> Annoying as shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to make this brief on Lords of the Fallen, we're gonna move on. Is it a sixty dollar game? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If I paid sixty dollars for this game, even with the bugs that are there at launch. I would not be whining and mopey about it. Um, now, if you're not huge on Souls-like games, wait for a $40 sale, for sure. But if you're big on a Souls-like and you you were very fond of Dark Souls 1, a lot of kind of hidden NPCs and things to do, uh, yeah, yeah. So we found an NPC where I actually went the entire route down that person's path, but then I'm like, hey, let's just check out you know this elevator real quick. It just totally killed that NPC because I did something out of order. So, they have a lot of little hidden niche things in there that if you do properly take your time with it, yeah, it's rewarding. So oh, yeah. So, quite a few endings. I don't know, four or five endings, something like that. Maybe just three. It's three to five. Three to five. That's safe. I know yeah. there's at
1: least three. Because um, well, I'm sure there's a Radiance, uh, Inferno, and the Humble
0: ending. Mm-hmm. And then you got your good and your bad ending, I guess. Probably. Who, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But uh, I've been doing nothing but spell casting, infernal spell casting, and I've been having a good time. We nuked an invader. Uh, Cody had him <laughs> distracted, and, and in like one second, I got to get off three spells, and not well, it was more than one second, but you, in a fraction of a moment, there, yeah, he just he, he detonated, just deleted, he, he just, just detonated. So <laughs> it, it, it's cool. I'm I'm enjo- enjoying infernal. It probably wasn't the smartest for a first playthrough because early levels were really tough. But uh, now that I'm level 90 or so, it's I'm having a really good time.
1: But, yeah, like that. that's why I did like the game, too, because not a lot of ga- games have done this. But you could buy the skulls, and then you could then drop the skulls that help you get your Virgo to level up. So just like how we started, uh-huh. I was high level, and you were low level. And instead of me being greedy, you know, or whatnot, I, I was able to transfer my yeah, souls me out. Yeah, it was awesome. and drop the skulls down and i you know i like that because i've always wanted that you know because i always <laughs> hate when everybody oh i'm low level i'm not going to be able to do this or you know you're so weakened because of me i don't want to let you have it rough but now that gets to change so yeah i did like how they did that in the game
0: yeah so uh we'll round off that discussion with uh we'll be playing that a lot more this week Oh, yeah. Um and we I'm having a, I'm having a really good time with it. So, uh on to our next topic, which is the most hardcore game we have played all year. Bar none. Oh yeah. Stardew Valley. Damn right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note though, uh we did start a little co op farm in Stardew Valley and this kind of segues back to a little segment I was doing casual game of the week. Um Stardew Valley's winning it. Man, uh, oh, yeah. so the thing is, Lords of the Fallen only had two player co op, and we wanted something all four of us—me, you, Nalm, Lauren, could all play at the same time. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we started a co op farm, and uh, and we we got you know pretty deep into the farm yesterday, uh, all four of us, and it's just such a relaxing, casual game. Where you there there's really no tension. You're just laughing, having a good time. And even the only tension building moments, like you going into a cave, finding the last item I need in that cave on floor <laughs> ninety, getting the shit beat out of you and dying. Yeah. It's not one of those like, Oh my God, dude, no, wow, no. It's more like, Wow. Good job. Yeah. Good good job being found by Linus in the cave. The bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh but no, it, it, Lauren just loves fishing, Nomric is maintaining the farm. I'm digging the mines and you are just helping everyone in their own little areas, doing all the chopping and yeah, it, it's it's Keeping so casual.
1: Yeah, yeah, going fishing every now and then with Lauren. <laughs> it, it, it is. I do my anxiety does build up, you know, with the time and shit. Oh, Cuz yeah. you are like time You've you you got it, you to manage get your time. You've got to learn. And I suck at that. I'm the type of guy that, you know, goes into work at 7.10 when I was supposed to be there at 7. Because <laughs> I'm always, uh, I'm pretty sure I get there on time. Yeah, I'm always trying to go down to the last second of things. And this game was kind of helping me, you know, manage that a little better instead of being like, right to the point i mean i know me and lauren do it sometimes though but that's when we're fishing you guys it's not do it fault. like
0: every night like <laughs> okay so the thing is in the game you get up at i don't even know six o'clock in the morning something like that and it, your time goes it's like every five seconds is 10 minutes essentially uh something like that and um and if you're not home by 2 a.m so you can get four hours of sleep your character passes out and you typically, you know, you woke up with some stuff missing out of your pocket, some money or, have or some items you had. Bill. Yeah, or you have to pay a medical bill. Yeah, so, uh, so the thing is, uh, those two, Cody and Lauren, cut it to the wire, and like we'll be in bed waiting. You you can't sleep for the night until everyone's either in bed sleeping or passed out. So Nomric and I will be in bed. You know, eleven p.m., twelve p.m., ready, or <laughs> uh, twelve a.m. And uh and here you guys come at 150 like less than 5 <laughs> seconds left before passing out crawling into my bed cuz it's closest to the entry. <laughs> well, and it's closest to the turn in box too. So and we're
1: that's our main thing that kind of gets us panicky too cuz we get to the house and we're like no we got we got to put some money in there to make it look like we weren't doing shit. <laughs> so we'll hurry up and just try to jam everything in the box and then that's why we bolt into your
0: bed. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, yeah, <laughs> a casual game of the week absolutely goes to Stardew Valley. We've been playing Stardew Valley for years now. They're about to release a big update for eight-player co-op. That's exciting. Sometimes we do have, you know, uh, someone else in the Discord, and, uh, and, and, you know, they may or may not play Stardew, but now we'll have the option to invite them if we want.
1: Yeah, and that's the good thing about that game, too, is, like, you know, you really don't even have to, like, I know some people are like, oh, well, I didn't start when you started, so, you know, I feel like I'll be holding back, like I'm not making any contribution. No, that is totally untrue in this game. Like, you, this farm could have been started a year, you could have been a year into the game, and people could still join, and it still will work for the community, because then you could help out with the farm, you know, or you could go and go into the mines
0: the children yearning for the mines, brother.
1: Yes. Or you could go help out on the fishing aspect. Literally anything you want to do is essentially going to help out yeah. the farm. Because no matter what, your items are still going to get you money. Yeah, for sure. And that's what the farm needs is
0: money. Yeah. And the thing is, you can do your own money or you can do shared money. Uh, I think the, the initial way to play is like shared money. Um, and, and, well, that's the way we do it. Yeah, because you're all
1: working on the same farm, essentially. Yeah. So so any money in is good. The as thing for is, everybody.
0: yeah, everyone doing their own things, and some things don't make as much money as other things. Like mining, a lot of the stuff I mine has to go to the museum first or it's saved for crafting. So mining's not, unless I find quite a few diamonds in one run, it's not quite as profitable as Lawrence. Yeah. Fishing, fishing, where she's bringing home three grand a day in fish. <laughs> yeah. And then with me mining, like, I, I make it down to floor 95, and it's like, okay, well, here's 500 gold. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it's like, oh, I got one emerald. I'm going to make us, you know, some money tonight with this emerald. And then we get a quest. Oh, yes, please bring me one emerald. I'm like, well, son Fun of, of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, this is a good couple. You meant. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. This is a good game for couples as well. Lauren and I we got flooded out for a couple weeks, um, a couple years ago now, uh, maybe the year before last. All we had was our Nintendo Switches. Um, Lauren has a little Switch Lite, and, and you know I, ha- I have a full size Nintendo Switch or whatever, and we were able to just get Stardew Valley because well, I think it was like fifteen dollars, something like that. And, uh, and we created a little local co-op session and we just played Stardew together for like the two weeks we were out of home um, until we were able to move back in when the water finally went back down. And it, yeah, it, it was a good time instead of just sitting there like, oh, what do you want to watch? Oh, I'm just going to go to bed. Oh, you know, browse on Facebook. Now nope. we sat there on the couch laughing, playing Stardew. Uh, me making fun of her for digging through trash cans. Um hey, she got that shit and then, on lock. Yeah, yeah, right? She's got a whole route that she follows, and you just hear the trash can. True, 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 <laughs> Digging through the trash. And then you'll see, you know, in the notifications, Gus has called Lauren digging through the trash cans. Like, well, there it is, trash girl. You've done it. But then she does find good stuff. Yeah. She found an amethyst in the trash can.
1: Yeah, she found an iron ore, she finds meals. Who wants
0: cookies, which is scary. Who put cookies, yeah. you know? If they're in the trash, maybe we shouldn't eat them.
1: But I mean, then again, you know, they do give you that health and
0: energy. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, we'll eat trash cookies. That's the thing. <laughs> I find food in the box, and you know, where does food come from? <laughs> you don't. You room. don't ask Laura yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Just and then she spends the rest of the day fishing away. Yeah. She's got a routine. She, she's a woman of habit, and she loves fishing. So,
1: And I got to say, uh, I'm glad Nomerick taught me about,
0: you know, you just have to <laughs> hold the X button. So fishing, to give everyone an idea, you get a vertical line, and the fish moves up and down in that vertical line. And you control, you have a little box, and you have to keep it aligned with that fish as it moves up and down. And to move it up, you can either tap, you know, the button on your controller, or you know, or click your mouse, whatever you want to do, uh, or you can just hold it and then release it when you want it to drop, or hold it when you want to go up, kind of Flappy Bird style. And uh, and Cody just thought you always just had to smash the button.
1: Yeah, I thought I was over here, and luckily I had the paddles because it made it somewhat easier. But then I was like, damn, I'm starting to miss miss the fish a lot. And then that's when Amrick told me, and I was now I hardly
0: ever miss a fish. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're probably going to play some Stardew tonight. I uh, yeah, right. genuinely enjoy just chilling sometimes and playing Stardew um, before, you know, I, I get back into uh, game development full swing in the evenings of this coming weekend. Yeah. This coming week. I thought you were about to say the full swing of getting back ready for work. Mm, no so so that's that's the stressful thing about game development is I do do my you know eight and a half hours eight hours of work a day whatever then I normally take a breather uh, from you know after I get off of my work work um, for an hour hour and a half and then go into development for my own thing so my eight hour work days you know turn into eight hours for work and then four or five hours for me so, it's, you know, you end up working 12 hours a day and whatnot and, and, uh, and you do get burnt out. So weekends like this, sometimes you just want to take a weekend off, just relax and play Stardew.
1: Damn right. And,
0: and yeah, it's a good, it really helps reset.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's what you need, especially since you're kind of solo on this project for the most part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fortunately, um, I am, I do have some really nice pre-built assets, um, and I have built a lot of the assets myself as well, but a lot of the high definition stuff, the whole little house that you're in and all that stuff, uh, came from an asset pack that I got. Um, so, uh, because got I'm, I'm not quite that good at modeling and whatnot, yeah, I wanted to do a high definition. And sure, it wasn't a good idea, but I wanted to do a high definition project. Uh, cause I'm a sucker for dynamic lighting and, uh, anyway, it looks beautiful. It does. I'm so happy with it. I tested it out on the Steam Deck and it is playable at 30 FPS on the Steam Deck. And, um,
1: yeah. yeah, it
0: gave us a hell of a jump scare. Lauren and I were testing in bed and, uh, so I'm super happy with the way it's turning out.
1: Which, uh, hopefully, uh, I can't remember, but, uh, uh, Magico, he said he's got this kind of like pad where you got it with the pen and whatnot mm-hmm. and it really helps out with doing that kind of side of the yeah. you know work and uh, uh he's probably. actually um he he says you know he's just gonna ship it to me you know i just pay for the shipping which is cool and all i mean i still would like to give him something for it. you know i'm always trying to do the most fairest deal but uh yeah, I can't. Remember. I gotta ask him again what's going on with that. I, I, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I told him the address.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Manson he's a big homebody. He's a big homebody. So it, whenever he finally, eventually, actually goes out, he might ship it out. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, those little tablets—they are pretty cool. It, they take some getting used to, but once you get to used to them, they're pretty cool. It's they're really good for doing textures and whatnot too. Yeah,
1: that, that's what he was saying. He said it was really good for that too. And uh, with him, he—that's what he's doing. He's essentially creating an asset pack right now. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing excellent work. He's, yeah, he's doing an awesome job. He—I uh, remember when he first started learning Blender and texturing, and uh, and Matt—he's big on open source stuff, and uh, he's come. So far, and he he's killing it, and that's I I try to encourage him like sell those, post those asset packs and sell them, because the thing is when you're looking at your own work you're so, uh you're you're so easy to criticize your own work like you know yeah. what this isn't perfect this isn't the work I want to represent oh he me. he
1: definitely does too yeah
0: yeah he does but the thing is like as an outsider I look at this and I'm like I. Would pay ten dollars for for that pack. Like yeah. that, that's phenomenal. It's it's a good place for especially indie, startup indie devs to uh, you know who haven't learned that skill yet or who aren't good with that to kind of start. So yeah, uh, yeah, I try to encourage him like post post your stuff because you you know you're super critical in your stuff and I understand you want the work to represent you to be perfect, but at the same time, don't trash what you have. Yeah, like because some of that stuff is solid. Oh yeah. So, um, but, but off of game dev, um, because the game, yeah, yeah, let's, (laughs) let's, uh, let's transition to a couple, uh, let's see, the big new game of the week is Spider-Man 2, I guess, came out. I haven't got to play Spider-Man, I will eventually pick it up, um, I have played through the first one, then I played through Miles Morales, uh, that's essentially a spinoff game they released with the PlayStation 5. Uh, as well as the remaster for the initial, the original Spider-Man, where they changed kind of the main character's model. But Spider-Man Two, I have watched a few hours of. Uh, I kind of want to get an idea of if it was kind of still the same game. Is it still looking good? It does. It does. It looks good. Uh, there are some complaints online about. So there's something called we talked about this on the podcast before LOD, and um, and. I'm not gonna give you what LOD stands for because I did know, but now I can't recall. I'm pretty sure that last <laughs> letter though is depth. Because the thing is, it's the further you are away from a model, it kind of renders it down to a lower polygon version of itself, so it saves on memory, makes the game run smoother. Yeah. So uh, people, some people are complaining online because you know there's like cans in the original Spider-Man, and they're like really high polygon, and then in Spider-Man Two their low polygon so the thing is though there's a lot more going on in spider-man 2 so i will happily sacrifice the polygon count on cans for the scope of the game
1: yeah that gets down to where i mean yes good graphics are good especially in a spider-man one because you're kind of just flying around a you know metropolitan city you know and having a good time with the views and all so yeah somewhat the views matter but i mean when you get too critical like that uh, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. deter me. From yeah, it.
0: yeah. People are getting too nitty gritty. Like this can is going to impact. Yeah. How they play this game. I, I just can't complete my yep. story well, mission now. Shit. There's no way I can play this. The can's not even perfectly round. Like yeah. It's like uh, come okay. On. You make a game of this scope. Yeah. And, and then tell me that the can is you know the biggest of your worries when the game's released. Like. The, the the thing is, you can you can hot swap between Miles Morales and Peter Parker, uh, very Grand Theft Auto esque. You swap between the Spider Man zooms out, boom, zooms in on another. It's almost instantaneous. It's phenomenal. Oh uh, yeah! And then you can you know also get them to meet each other and they do the pointing Spider Man meme. At each other. Oh shit! Yeah, That's yeah. Cool as shit. <laughs> so both Spider Mans have their own abilities. Miles Morales has kind of his um, ability to uh, electrify, kind of zap stuff and whatnot. He uh, gets overcharged and all that stuff, which is super cool. Peter Parker, he they gave him the um, the in the Avengers movie. He had the arms kind of like the mechanical arms that came from those nanobots. Like yeah. You can get like those mechanical arms on Peter Parker. Both of them now have gliders. So when you're swinging through the city now, you could swap and glide uh, like oh a wingsuit, kind All of squir- right. think of squirrel suit. And that's adding a little more maneuverability to the game, which is already ins- insane when it comes to man- yeah. maneuverability. Um, and yeah, it, it looks fun. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, kind of quest crimes happening around the city. I've always been this way ever since the original Spider-Man two, which was an insane feat, by the way, we played that. That's the the, one I'm thinking about. We, we played the hell out of that game where you fought Doc Ock and all that shit. That was the first one to introduce a form of, um, uh, Proper red web swinging where it was dynamically casting to these buildings and the webs would actually, you know, attach anywhere. Oh, versus yeah. Versus fixed points. Um, so it felt fluid. It was such a cool game. It was. And, um, and, and now what they've done with the news, well, of, of course, it's not a remaster or anything, but with the new game titled Spider-Man 2, it's an insane feat. Some of those crime things can get a little repetitive. Yeah. Uh, what I was watching is there was like a a... a gas truck on fire and these criminals that were kind of like hijacking it or whatnot so he he beat him up he uses his webs to seal the fire spraying out of the truck boom mission complete he swung down the city and there's another one the exact same event happens less than five minutes later and i'm like holy shit well um, i
1: guess they they tried to put it randomized mm-hmm. and it just you know
0: yeah so and you're exactly right so that is a thing of chance plenty of events could probably happen there and he just happened to get that one twice in a row and you can ignore that that's not impacting you you're just getting extra rewards from that so that does not take away from your gameplay experience the game looks good again i will eventually pick it up um i'm not going to watch much more of it because it's getting to spoiler territory and i'm not huge on spoilers so yeah. uh, i'll eventually grab it um and play it for myself, but it, it looks promising. It looks promising. Definitely. One thing definitely. that was cool is um I know in the Miles Morales and stuff, I was telling you guys about the dynamic triggers on the PlayStation Five controller. Yeah. As you have tension on those triggers as you're swinging through the city on your left and right trigger. Yeah. And uh yeah, so it's cool. It, it, it kind adds yeah. you you know. Well, a lot of people are, but I'm big on immersion aspects of game, which is why I'm so big on lighting, and um and yeah, so. That's one of those little things that kind of adds to your immersive experience. Definitely, definitely. Um, All right. So uh, other than that, I think that was the big game that came out this week. I got you. Um, And what else do we have? Really? I haven't been... I know there's uh, the Super Mario Wonder, I think it's called. The one where people shared a bunch of pictures of Mario as an elephant. I think that's on the near horizon. I think that's this coming week or something, but the apparently the initial reviews are good. The initial reviews are promising. Um, ever since Tears of the Kingdom, uh, when I finished that and then put an additional 50 to 60 hours in post-game, um, I haven't touched my Switch too much, besides when you and I were playing Super Mario... Well, Mario Strikers and...
1: Mario Party and Mario whatnot. Party,
0: yeah. yeah. Other than that, I haven't touched my Switch too much, but... Uh, uh, I probably won't buy the Mario Wonder game. Um, if it was like, you know, a new actual Mario game, like the late Mario Odyssey 2 or whatever, yeah. then yeah, maybe so. But the, the, you know, the little side-scroller games, I, I, I do love watching. Like, super the new Super Mario Maker 2, whatever it was on the Switch, yeah. I watched that. All the time, people play that game and watch people do these insane levels. But it's just, it's not for me. I'm huge, huge, huge Zelda fan. I've got a Triforce tattoo and everything. But Mario is just one of those. I love to play the huge installments, but yeah. not all the nitty-gritty installments. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I do really like Mario Strikers, though. After I got into uh, soccer, football, um, uh, I I remember buying that after watching the World Cup, and uh, and I, I love that game. It's a good time.
1: I need to spend more time on that game because I still <laughs> suck at it. Like I still like I I'm actually sweating playing games against just these regular CPUs. I don't even think they did it do that. Did they have a difficulty slider? Uh, okay, yeah, I think there is a difficulty. I can't remember which one I picked, but probably normal. Yeah, it was it was it was not good, not not but uh, it was just it was it was so I I can't even fully explain what the problem was with it, but I was struggling to get that W. And I I don't feel like I should have. But maybe if I learn the mechanics a little better, maybe I can but it does have a bunch of. I mechanics could have given
0: that switch to my eleven-year-old, and they would have dominated. You just suck. No, I'm just I, kidding. oh I'm no, just no, kidding. no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> Clearly, that's that's the point I'm getting here on that striker game. I don't know why. On a
0: serious I note, though, suck at it. Though. There's a whole tutorial thing um, where you're kind of rewarded for going through each single challenge in the tutorial, and I tried playing without doing that. I skipped all of it, and I struggled. I went back through and played every single step through that tutorial to learn all the nitty-gritty mechanics, and that's when I started actually getting decent at the game because there's a lot of that niche controls that you don't know exist if you skip all those tutorial things.
1: Ah, I got you. Yeah, that, that, that might have been what I needed to do because, yeah, I just jumped in like, yeah, I can kick a fucking ball across the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
0: anyone out there with a Nintendo Switch, and uh, we know Nintendo games are $60 going up to $70 a piece. So, uh, if you are planning to, you know, maybe get your kid a couple Nintendo branded games for Christmas, you don't want to spend that $60 a piece. They do have um, a thing, I don't know if it's exclusive to their membership, which is fairly cheap. I think it was like $3 a month or something. Mm-hmm. But, um,. But yeah, so what? anyway, you can spend $100, and they will give you two credits. And what that does is you can use those two credits to get any two Nintendo-branded games you want. I don't think there's any exceptions there as long as it's uh, a game Nintendo. produced by Nintendo. So, for instance, um, like uh, when I wanted Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Party, Tears of the Kingdom, $70. Mario Party, $60. So $130 worth of games. Uh, instead, I just bought... Two credits for a hundred bucks, and was able to get both games. They're your games after that. The only downside is you do get the digital copies of those games. So, um, and I think they're called vouchers. You get two vouchers. They don't call them credits. They call them vouchers um, to help you. You know, if you want to Google the whole thing or whatever, or yeah, or whatnot. Um, yeah, so you use those vouchers. Uh, they it adds them to your digital library, but it is a good way to save games. If there's if there's ever two games you might want around the same time. Uh, $100, two vouchers, two Nintendo-branded games. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so there was uh, a debate on doing it again uh, when I got, I don't know, Strikers or something. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this for this and this. And uh, and one of the games, I don't remember what it was, was $40, and then Strikers was $60. And I'm like, there's no way I'm using $100 voucher to get a hundred dollars worth of game i'm saving money out of this i'm getting two sixty dollar games so you know just check to see if the games are actually equal more than a hundred dollars and um and of course they also do have their sales coming up after thanksgiving and whatnot so um that's all that then it's a good time to get games well that goes back to our conversation about physical media the uh black friday sales they have after thanksgiving there's typically a lot of places out there that sell the physical version of the game for fairly cheap hell yeah um, so, um, I don't buy physical media, uh, for the little one because there. uh, I bought Skyward Sword for myself and she wanted to play it. It took a year and a half to find that cartridge. Damn. Like she took it out to put whatever she wanted to play in her switch and that was it. That was it. So. Uh yeah, all digital for her, and said bought her 512 gigabyte, you know, SD card. Yeah, and that just stores whatever she wants to play <laughs> and the f- 10 thousand screenshots she feels she has to take. <laughs> so, hell uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, holiday season is around the corner. I know a lot of parents wait until uh, late November, uh, th- through December. To Christmas Eve for shopping. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, personally, I'm more of a July-August type shopper. Uh, Like a lot of people out there, I suffer from severe anxiety, crippling anxiety, like uh, when I get in traffic in a place I've never been before, like driving through Atlanta, Charlotte, you've seen me, I'm just like, uh, you m- mute the stereo, uh, my <laughs> yeah. eyes are over the steering wheel and I'm just like, <gasps> uh, and uh, so, uh, so yeah, I got to do something about that. But yeah, I can't, I, I can't do that whole last minute shopping ordeal because then it comes down to what if it's out of stock, you know? And, oh yeah and, and I'm, sh- I'm sure people just figured out maybe people never had that issue and uh, and that's, well that's one of the things about anxiety is you worry about a bunch of stuff you've never had issues with like <laughs> I, I've never really had issues with any of this but just to make sure it never happens I shop super early I get
1: you I'm more of a we've always said it was a family tradition but it really isn't I, we just always went last minute usually like the week before <laughs> or yes Christmas Eve what am and I- the 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 thing why I kind of like doing it is because you're on the spot there and you're trying to think, damn, what will they really like? So you really start thinking about that person. Then you like you're looking around and like, oh, I know they'd really like that. Yeah, granted, they you could have probably got a much better gift by pre-planning, but I don't know you. To me, I feel like I put a little bit more heart into it because you know I went out there, I went in them trenches, and I got it got it out of mud for him.
0: <laughs> I have a I have a co-worker. He has kind of a split home situation where the kids are normally with the mom on Christmas. So he always waits until December 26th to go Christmas shopping. He's like, there's crazy sales and deals on the 26th. Yeah. I'm like, oh, at the time I go, the stores are empty. And he's like, no, nah, nah, I never have any issues. So uh, there's some people who wait after last minute true because you gotta think uh
1: yeah the reason why the stocks look like empty on the 24th or the 23rd or right before it's because nobody's really stock restocking them things up now after the christmas thing you know they got to get rid of all that inventory so they forced to restock the shelves this is what uh one of uh, my friends who work at Walmart was telling me about this. So yeah, a lot of their shit after like on the 26th, 27th, y- you will get a lot of shit that yeah, you thought it was out of stock, but it really wasn't. Ah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh
1: and now it's on sale for 50% off. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, the that hot toy that you were fist fighting for in Walmart. Well, yeah. we've got about 500 of those back here. Yeah.
1: Let's just watch them, (laughs) Uh, dude. I remember
0: a few years ago, and by a few, I mean probably six, seven years ago, something like that. There was something called a hatchimal. A hatchimal. It was like you bought this creature in an egg, and then it would you activated it, and it would peck itself out of the egg, and then you know it would free itself, pop, it would hatch, and then boom, you had this. Big knockoff Furby looking toy that you could play with. Yeah. Hatchimals were huge that year. I remember showing up to, um, couldn't find them anywhere. People were price gouging them for over $200. I want to say these things were like 60, 70 bucks or something. Yeah. And uh, people were price gouging them for over $200. So Walmart had, used to have their Thanksgiving Day sales, the, the like Black Friday sale or whatnot. And, um, I showed up at like five o'clock in the afternoon, and the store' like empty and they're, and they're like, uh people are so grocery shopping, And I asked for a manager. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that sale. and like, well, we don't even have a line yet, and I'm like, well, I'll follow you till we find one. <laughs> So so yeah, they're they right. literally went to the back, got the balloon, and I was there was stupid early for this and uh and after i'm I'm glad I got there early because it was like, Two hours later, they had they had people were going so crazy over it. They had to block us in with a buggy and then block the back with the buggy and get a dedicated security guard Holy on both ends. Shit. I had somebody who I worked with come up to me and was like, Please get a second one. I'm begging you, please get a second one. And I'm like, I can't. That that they're literally only letting me get one per person. It was me and my wife and we were getting one for, you know, my little sister and my daughter. So Um, Y'all are already loaded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, though, and then you get to Christmas Day and your kid gets this thing and then you're supposed to be patient. Let it peck its way out and get your toy. Yeah. My kid watched that thing peck for like 90 seconds she dug her finger in there and just ripped the top of the egg off. Nope, I want the toy now. <laughs> God, <yeah. laughs> because it was a long process. You had to let it sit for like 45 minutes. Oh, I don't It's been a long time. But yeah, I think it was like 30, 45 minutes to peck its way out of there. And uh, nope, nope, she just ripped the top of the egg off. Like, no, we're playing with this thing now and I'm like, holy shit, all that for that.
1: <laughs> Premature birth. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. real.
0: Saw that more like three more times ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. This isn't an entertainment and we have gotten so derailed. This is how our conversations go though. This is why Cody and I we wanted to start a podcast cuz when we get talking, we just talk.
1: Yeah, it just like just flows right out. Yeah. Um well, just like way back in, um I think that game that you were talking about earlier uh, Re- uh Minds of Moria, Return to Moria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that coming out here soon? Uh I'm- I haven't seen much on it, but uh uh, it, it looked fun. Uh, they said it had a survivalish aspect, so are you going to be able to build, like, your own little base or something while you're going deeper
0: into the mines? Or So this is a game... I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan um, to the point where I have very many collector's editions of the books. Um, we have a... Uh, set of books that we use to actually read, which are in rough shape. I have a all-in-one collectors. We have various displays on our bookshelf. Love yeah. Lord of the Rings. Love them. Um, I have the 4K extended set, all that stuff. Anyway, um, so I was very excited for this game. It comes out on the 24th, which is Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, so it's supposed to be a survival crafting game. And from what I've heard, though, which now has me interested, re-interested, is apparently the voice actor for Gimli has made a cameo in the game. I don't know how, where, or what's going on there. Apparently the actual voice... uh, I say voice actor for Gimli. The actor for Gimli. The guy who plays Gimli has come and made a VA cameo in the game somewhere. So That's cool as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gimli Uh, was always my favorite. And the thing is, the game's releasing at $40. I really want to play the game... Uh, but I need to see uh, a newer gameplay trailer for it because what we watched two months ago was an unfinished-looking game. Yeah. And we talked about the whole Balrog situation, how, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to add the Balrog uh, because th- that's part of Gandalf's story. We have our own monster here at the bottom of the mine. No! The Balrog goes at the bottom of the mines. <laughs> yeah, it does. He has been there since essentially before Middle-earth was there. Since before the mountains were created, the Balrog has been around. So, no, I, I the fact that they said that there's not a Balrog was heartbreaking. Yeah,
1: it me. should... I mean, I get it if you still want to make your
0: own. But you should at least keep with the lore. Yeah, I, I, I'm i hoping maybe it does take off a bit and it's actually a hit. Because th- it's 8-player multiplayer. Oh, I thought it was only 4. Yeah, apparently it's 8-player multiplayer. So I'm hoping it does take off a bit and maybe... Okay. Okay. You know, I hate saying this. I hate having to say this. Give me DLC of a Balrog, then. I yeah. W- I'll give you give me another the choice. If it's a forty dollars game, I'll give you another ten dollars for my Balrog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just or, give
1: me the choice, because a lot of hard die hard fans, you know, they want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I'm under the Misty Mountains, okay, I, I want to go to the bottom, and uh, I I want to get my ass kicked by a Balrog. Yeah. Um. So. I really do kind of want to play this. Um, I, I, I do too, but I, I don't...
1: That you said $40. I mean,
0: for, I, I guess maybe if
1: I've seen better gameplay. Well, no, not even then. I really need to hold tight on some money.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I, I know, like, looking at some of these screenshots, it does look like maybe they reworked the UI a little from what we initially saw. So, you know, I'm going to let it release on Tuesday, and I don't see any pre-order bundles so that's awesome cuz i hate those um uh, just like lords of the fallen missed out on some of the pre-order content then cuz well, i didn't pre-order it and um yeah yeah and so uh yeah we'll see what it looks like when it releases on tuesday uh i'm probably going to watch a good bit of it uh before you know pulling the trigger and then maybe you can I can discuss and hop into it damn right cuz
1: yeah i've been uh Sometimes when I get to playing video games that night, you know, I have a little bit of uh, some alcoholic influence. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I uh, I was having such fun with Lords of the Fallen. And I knew Namrick liked it because me and him really loved Elden Ring. So I went ahead and I gifted him uh, Lords of the Fallen. And uh, then I was like, this game's fucking awesome, Patrick. You know, I'm going to gift it to you, too. And after doing that, you know, the game is fun. I, you know, yes, spent a little more than I wanted on it. But, you know, I got to have good times with the boys. And I still do. And so we're still well, you you did, it.
0: And you did get it discounted. Because yeah. with Humble Bundle, it was $12 off a purchase or whatever. But, but uh, yeah, still, yeah, that hurts.
1: I bought I bought Nomrix on Steam, so it was full price. <laughs> <It'd> because, <laughs> cool. uh, yeah. But, uh it, anyways, on that, yeah. That's why I'm like, mm, another $40 game. I want to. God, I want to, but I can't. I really can't. Yeah. I done blew my money load for like the next two, three months. Yeah, I hear you.
0: I hear you. Well, well For video games at well, least. We'll see how it looks, and I might have to get you back on this one. So. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so mines of Moria is coming. Uh, I am... Uh, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I am kind of excited to see what they're doing. Me too. Hopefully we don't have another uh, Gollum debacle. The Lord of the Rings Gollum game came out this year, and it was a horrendous mess.
1: Yeah, I think I remember seeing it come out, but I don't
0: remember hearing nothing about it. The thing is, so Schmeagol, Gollum, uh, Lauren is always kind of... Love the character, felt bad for the character, or whatever. <laughs> so, we were kind of initially very excited for this when it was first launched, when first announced. Um, because you know I was gonna play, she's gonna watch, or whatnot. And it was this stealth-based game around Gollum. I'm like, oh shit, that is a really cool concept. I'm all on board. They showed the very first little gameplay teaser, and the model for Gollum looked. Well, let's just go ahead and say wonky. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I I wrote that off as a uh, art design choice. You know, that's that's the that's the route they want to go for their art design. That's absolutely fine. Sure, I can yeah. adapt to any art style, and um, most of the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then fast forward, it's postponed. Okay, game's not done. Sure. Okay, awesome. Polish it out, and then to release. Oh my God! What a disaster! The game was horrendously buggy. Uh, you could soft lock yourself infinitely over stupid stuff like getting uh, getting caught in certain areas. Oh yeah, you it would respawn you in front of the mob that would catch you, and so the moment you would start, you'd be recaught. and it was just an infinite loop. There's no fixing it. Damn. And um, so there's just stupid shit like this that would happen. It, it was a huge letdown. Uh, the devs ended up saying they were rushed or whatever, um, which that is a thing. There's a lot of pressure on developers.
1: But now I think it's getting to an excuse. I know there is a lot of rush on them, but instead of them taking uh, their their mess up, sometimes it does seem like it's just oh yeah, we are overly rushed. That's why it's bad.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't know. Is is getting to that? It's just seeming too common. You know, usually investors are going to look at, okay, if we keep on rushing these guys, we're going to keep on getting crap games. Our or stocks are going to go
0: down. Right. You think they'd learn.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, maybe the developers at times are using it as an excuse. Well, like, no, that wasn't our fault. It was their fault. But by our new game, we've got, we spent time on this.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if you can find that game for 10 bucks next year. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, one of the biggest letdowns, though, were they made one of those kind of uh, early gameplay trailers or whatnot for either E3 or the Summer Game Fest, whatever they released that trailer for. And it showed, like, this choice system that was, like, dynamic and all this. It was super cool looking. And then when the game came out, like... Oh, yeah, that was a lie. None of that's actually in the game. That was kind of just rendered. Get your money. Yeah, that was rendered, and that's what we wanted for the game, but we weren't able to actually implement that. So, sorry, the choice systems are now yes, no. um, Maybe. Yeah, right. So, I, I don't know. I'm very disappointed with uh, how that game kind of panned out. Uh, I hope more for Minds of Moria. I know Minds of Moria was a much smaller studio, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think there's been any publisher rush on them. Um, I think they are releasing what they consider to be a finished game. Um, at a glance, it reminds me of Valheim, though. That 3rd yeah. person survival-crafting aspect um, reminds me of Valheim, and you and I have enjoyed the hell out of Valheim this year. And I do want. We're not done with it, by the way.
1: Oh, I know. I think it just came out. Uh, I saw an update for it last night, like a 1.9 gigabyte update. Oh, nice. So I wonder what they're going to be doing in that.
0: No, well, we'll find out. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, maybe we'll be able to talk more about Minds of Moria. we will next weekend, we'll be able to talk about it, even if it's just a gameplay video that we've reviewed. Yeah. Um, so maybe not gameplay yet, kind of like we did with Spider Man this week. Uh, We'll talk more about that next week. uh, I have been looking forward to it. I remember telling Discord about it when it was very first announced, and I was so excited for it. Um, A survival crafting game, you know, kind of that Minecraft, Valheim-esque type game now in the world of, you know, uh, Middle Earth. Yeah. Middle Earth.
1: I've always liked Lord of the Ring kind of games, Mm -hmm. especially like uh, the whole uh, Shadow of of Mordor. Or Shadow of Mordor is where uh, that's the first Uh, uh, one. And that one was real good. It still had a really good, you know, like socio economic. I don't know, like the whole, s- like being able to, you know, hey, I I fought this guy and killed him, you know, and then just walking around and all of a sudden, you remember me, and so, just how like that dynamicness of that, or like how they would remember each other and they create re- rivals on mm-hmm. their own, and you know, it, it, I love very that cool,
0: very dynamic. That. But I think I read that they had. Um, who released that game? Was that uh, that was a big developer that was published under? It was not a, maybe uh, not developer, but a big publisher. Uh, um, it might have
1: been. No, it, no, I don't think it was anything to do with Lionhead.
0: Um, well, the thing is that uh, that game, apparently, I they had. Um, warner brothers interactive entertainment published it um okay so what is they had copyrighted that feature yeah um or yeah or they put a patent on it or something and there that that was another controversy kind of in the industry that that mechanic was super cool yeah we'd love to see more of it definitely but because of their patent or whatever's in place on it like a Apparently, you can't properly replicate that now because it, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really weird how it's done. I think that's bad for the industry.
1: Yeah, I, and see, that's just where companies are getting greedy. Like, dog, let, let everybody enjoy the happiness. Like that. That was so cool on that game. The Nemesis I loved it.
0: system is what it's called. Yes, and uh, and the United States Trademark Office, uh, did grant the patent for the nemesis system.
1: Yeah, I get it. You know it is flawless. It is a really good thing and you know, of course, make your money off of it. You put your hard time into making it and all that, but come on, man.
0: It's been this long and I need another game like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you also played back in the day. What were the uh top-down ones called? Battle for Middle Earth? Uh yeah,
1: think? yeah, Battle uh yeah, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth 2. And that was fun, too, because you you did get uh, to know, like, a little more deeper lore on the characters and all that. And, plus, you know, it was just fun building up your massive army, whether you uh, went uh, for, you know, Sauron or, you know, you went for the elves or, you know, just the regular common folk or the hobbits. You pick your different factions like that. And, you know, you get to see every side of the battles, like I I
0: really did like it, you know. Yeah, it was really cool. It's kind of that uh strategic top down yeah. like um Ages of Empires or something. And I used to or love command watching and Conquer. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was the old school one. I think we were playing that on the
1: PlayStation there. I think we played the first one or the or the Xbox had it, but yeah, we. we well, yeah, used to play well, we went them. from
0: Command and Conquer, and then Command and Conquer three. I think was that the one that was on Xbox or Xbox three hundred and sixty or something. Might have been.
1: Yeah, because um, uh, the Age of Empires is where my love for game like that come from.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Command and Conquer three was the three hundred and sixty. That's the one we played on three hundred and sixty. And you're right, the original one was PlayStation or something back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh strategic games those were good times let's see um were there any oh dude i remember for easter this is so out of pocket uh you know growing up for easter we'd always get our little easter baskets or whatnot i'd never ever gotten a video game or whatnot but i guess it was on sale um and my parents got me lord of the rings fellowship of the ring for the original xbox and yep, that I was back that. when my original like love for Lord of the Rings had first blossomed. And uh, I guess my mom was saw this and she was super excited to get it for me. And um, and that's back before kind of the day and age of everyone having access to the internet. I didn't know this game even existed, but um, uh, I do remember playing through it. And I, it, you and I, we've never done good with scary games ever, no. And this game wasn't scary so much, but at the beginning in The Shire, you have to run, do all these tasks. Yeah, and, you know, it's a good time. Yada yada yada. You're having a great time, but then, ew. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so yeah, then it, it comes the part where you're playing as Frodo, and um, and you have the the uh, the Nazgul, yeah, uh, or you know the Ringwraith or whatnot. Is coming into the shire on his horse, and then there's kind of like a hide aspect, or you're yeah, you're having tasty. to get away from him. It's looking back. There's nothing scary about that part of the game. I remember being terrified, man. I don't remember how old I was. Probably nine years old, maybe a little younger or something. But um, oh yeah,
1: definite definite scariness. Yeah, even though
0: it really wasn't. Su- uh, yeah, it was just like <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's God, like it's scary. like the sky
0: goes dark and and uh, but then if you look at the game now, you will be like, oh, the graphics were kind of shit. None of that stuff really happened. Oh no, <laughs> <of> there's <laughs> no, there's a little something
1: no, there. No, no, no. they're scared <laughs> there. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that uh, and then but no, let's talk about Return of the King. Oh my God, I wish they'd re- remaster that game. Yes. The co-op and everything. That game was phenomenal. I love those games. They did uh, the
1: even when they did the Twin Towers one. Mm-hmm. The Twin Towers it,
0: one was good as well.
1: Yeah, and just uh, yeah. Well, I hate that that. Well, I guess you know. Well, no, they they got the Hobbit now. They could do that one of it. I mean, they they could rebrand. They could redo those games, and they're. I I mean, they could just redo it how those were created. I really wouldn't care.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. just in you know now you're in the Hobbit. Well, the thing is. So, back growing up, uh, this is a topic that um, I, I I spoke about kind of recently. But growing up, every movie, kind of every big movie, had a buddy video game. Yeah, like even like you know, there's that uh, that one movie, Aragon. And There just happened to be a video yeah. game that was released side by Aragon, the video game. And sure, in hindsight. The, the game was you know kind of shit it wasn't well it wasn't awful it nah. wasn't the greatest game you'd ever play but it was every harry potter movie boom video game uh yeah. every lord of the ring movie boom video game um over the hedge boom video game cars boom video game every movie growing up felt like it had a buddy yeah. video game that came out with it and um and a lot of the times, sure, those games weren't great, but that was kind of a real golden age in video yeah. games for me. If you really, really enjoyed a movie, you go out and buy the video game, and it is almost a completely different experience. But there you go.
1: Oh yeah, they did like play some parts of the movie in mm-hmm. it, but you know it would send you on little other paths too. Like you know, of course, you're not jumping on this couch cushion to get these coins in the movie. So but, you
0: know, in the game, you are. <laughs> so why is that not a thing anymore? A very, very simple answer: because of what goes into making games now. Now it's not as easy to just, uh, you know, chalk out these models, chalk out this low poly world where p- the ground isn't all textured. You know, you, I mean, it, it, it's not all completely modeled it's just kind of flat and just textured and whatnot and and that just used to be the way of video games you know a little hilly here hilly there and that's it but now it's you can't release something like that anymore now that's some shit game people's going to compare to a playstation one because at the end of the day graphics do matter with something that has a movie partner now yeah um
1: yeah so that that's we've gotten to you know we we we've gotten too far and we we like graphicness now and now yeah games like that yeah play. and
0: and it's even if uh, it, uh good example you know if the dungeons and dragons movie y'all I'm back on it people I'm back on it you know if that movie <laughs> released 20 years ago it would have a buddy video game with you know low down done graphics that let you let you play through essentially uh uh, mocked up version of the story, yeah. And whether it's just you know, a platformer or whatnot, because they can n- knock out these models in no time. Now it's everything has to be so detailed, the yep. time it would take them to just make models before even starting working on a cheesy game would <laughs> take us with the hype for the movie's gone. People forgot what the movie the sequel's out like, yeah. So it's just the yeah. time that has to go into a game now, it's so much more. Um, that's, and, yeah. That's why I believe it is because people demand so much
1: now mm-hmm. on the game developers, and they even we are going a little too hard on them at times. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: we all need to back up a little bit and just you know understand, you know, and work with them because you know if we, I think if we just stopped straight out slam, no Redfall deserved it. Every last oh, bit absolutely. of slam they got. Absolutely. But, you know, if we actually were like, oh, okay, well, it would be better like this, you know, got into the community. There's a lot of developers that really enjoy making these games, and they're not just some corporate, you know, drone. And they they want to patch these things, just like we're seeing with Lords of the Fallen, you know. They're they're really listening to people, and they're really trying to get these patches out
0: as quickly as possible, because they, they, they want this game to work. Yeah. There, so, what I've seen is the video games we get based on movies now, which is weird because that's kind of a lot of the opposite of what we're seeing now. We're getting a lot of movies based on video games. Yeah. but the TV it, shows even based on video games and it, whatnot. It, it's a lot of very, very basic, simple stuff, normally like in the form of an app or something. Like John Wick. John Wick got huge. Love those movies. And they released a game called John Wick Hex. John Wick Hex is like a it's a very top down very very basic um I don't I don't know if there's an app for it but but yeah it it is a cool little game but you're not playing through the movie or anything like back in the day it's something that they could yeah. you know create in a decent amount of time versus something they could throw together you know really fast so um yeah I think Lord I think Return of the King uh, Return of the King though uh, will probably go down in history as one of the greatest you know oh, movie adapted video games um that that you know we were ever given
1: yeah I'd agree with that too it was really really well done especially for its time
0: man this episode has been all over the place we went from You know, very, whatever, uh, controversies to tech news, to 30-minute discussion on cheating, to, you, you know, to Lords of the Fallen again, Stardew, then Christmas shopping. Yeah. And then circling around to, you know, video games based off movies. So... Wow, uh, that's what—that's one thing I love about doing this podcast with you—is it's just—it's open—it's open discussion. I don't come in here with a list of items except this for controversies. This is what we have to talk about at minute. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to, yeah, right. hurry up, let's move on. Occasionally, I do say let's move on, so I, we don't rehash Lords of the Fallen for another half hour. Yeah, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's—it's it's just a good time. It's just chatting, having fun with it, and uh, and you know, if someone's out there listening, I hope you enjoyed as well. Exactly. Uh props to
1: all Lord Lords of the Fallen though. We're getting those tiers unlocked. Any of our listeners listeners that play, let's keep unlocking uh, unlocking these tiers in the factions. Uh, <laughs> and what he's talking
0: about is you can get items and donate them to certain factions and unlock, you know, more stuff in that faction. So uh yeah, if you play Lords of the Fallen, you know, we're with you. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just buying the stuff. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys keep unlocking for me. <laughs> All right, with that, though, I think we're going to kind of round off our discussion. Um, had a good conversation today. Um, Damn right. Yeah, so we should have this episode up by end of the day Tuesday. Should be up by end of the day Monday. Um, but, yeah, Tuesday is kind of my deadline for getting things out. So Damn right. Um, again, we are Joystick Journeys, a two-player podcast. Thank you all for coming on this journey with us, and we will see you in the next episode.
1: Later. Later.